Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We have been reading in the book of Genesis, and we are now ready to read Genesis chapter 47. Now, at the end of chapter 46, Jacob and his whole family had moved down to uh, Egypt, and they were moving to Goshen, which is a you know a part or a region in Egypt where they could have you know they could shepherd their flocks and have their herds. So, and Joseph was telling them at the end. Let me read these last couple of verses of forty-six. This is the last couple of verses of chapter forty-six. This is Joseph speaking to Jacob and his brothers. And it shall be that when Pharaoh calls you and says, What is your occupation? You shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth until now, both we and our fathers before us, in order that you may live separately and securely in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is repulsive to the Egyptians. Um, one translation, I think, even says that they're an abomination. But nonetheless, this was so they could live separately in their own little area away from the other Egyptians. And I think that, uh, you know, I think Joseph and also God, of course, thought, you know, keeping them safe, keeping them separate from the, the Egyptians would be better for them. So now we're ready to read Genesis chapter 47. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. Then Joseph came and told Pharaoh, my brother, no, pardon me, my father and my brothers with their lives, with their flocks and their herds and all that they own have come from the land of Canaan and they are in the land of Goshen. He took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to his brothers, as Joseph expected, what is your occupation? And they said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and our fathers before us. Moreover, they said to Pharaoh, We have come to live temporarily, sojourn in the land of Egypt, for there is no pasture for the flocks of your servants in our land, for the famine is very severe in Canaan. So now please let your servants live in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best of the land. Let them live in the land of Goshen. And if you know of any men of ability among them, put them in charge of my livestock. So here, as Joseph had already planned and seen um, by Presenting themselves to Pharaoh this way, they were getting what they wanted and what they needed to be separate and live and take care of their herds. And Pharaoh's also putting them in charge of their livestock because Joseph has already been in charge of so many things and everything has been successful. It's been very good. Then Joseph brought Jacob, Israel, his father, and presented him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked Jacob, How old are you? Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. Few and unpleasant have been the years of my life, and they have not reached the years that my fathers lived during the days of their pilgrimage. So here, 
Um, Jacob is noting the shortening of the years. He's noticing that the lifespans are shortening. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and departed from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and brothers and gave them a possession in Egypt in the best of the land, in the land of Ramses, Goshen, as Pharaoh commanded. Joseph provided and supplied his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food according to the needs of their children. Now, in the course of time, there was no food in all the land, for the famine was distressingly severe, so that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan languished in destitution and starvation because of the famine. Joseph gathered all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan in payment for the grain which they bought, and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money was exhausted in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? For our money is gone. Joseph said, Give up your livestock, and I will give you food in exchange for your livestock, since the money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for the horses and the flocks and the herds and the donkeys. And he supplied them with food in exchange for all their livestock that year. When the year, when that year was ended, they came to him the next year and said to him, We will not hide from the Lord the fact that our money is spent. My Lord also has our herds of livestock. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land in exchange for food, and we and our land will be servants to Pharaoh and give us seed to plant that we may live and not die and that the land may not be desolate. Now, here is an example. These people did not, you know, they did not follow Joseph, had, uh, of course, been forewarned by God through Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's dream and, and had saved up and had stockpiled grain and food for the years of this famine. And he did that for the whole nation and he did that for Pharaoh, okay? But notice how these people did not plan, did not prepare at all. Now, some of them could probably claim they did not know, but at some point they had to see that here um, Pharaoh was storing up all this food and was planning all this. this. This was a major undertaking. The whole country, the whole nation was probably aware that Pharaoh was stockpiling and saving up for this famine, for hard times. Yet they did nothing to prepare themselves. And if they, or if they did, they did not do enough. But here, God's forewarning enabled Joseph and Pharaoh and the country as a whole to survive. But you'll notice these people did not prepare. They were not prepared themselves to last through this famine. And they gradually just sold everything they had, becoming servants to Pharaoh themselves, basically selling themselves into slavery and given their land over to Pharaoh because they had no other way to survive. You know, is this a good example of uh, 
of the government helping its people? No, not really. I mean, they they are helping keep the people alive, so that's good. But they are also taking every bit of money and land and possession that the people have from them. So I think, again, this is a very cautionary tale of, you know, we need to be prepared for the hard times in our life. When you depend on others and you go to them for your livelihood, for your food, when you depend on your government. Now, and I'm not trying to be preachy about things like this, but I mean, this is an obvious fact. We've seen this happen throughout history. When you become dependent on your government for your food and your life and everything like that, well, then your government takes control of you, your land, your life, and and all that. The government will take control of it because governments, that's what they do. Governments want to control and run things, and, and that's the way they're made. So in this case, they handed everything over to Pharaoh. So they were going to be basically Pharaoh's slaves uh, forever, for the rest of whatever, for the rest of their nation's uh, life. Uh, they are making themselves uh, basically just servants and slaves to Pharaoh, not to anyone else. They would not be able to live their own life or work their own land and own their own land anymore. It was all for Pharaoh. Now, did, did Pharaoh give them a good cut and, and say, you know, you still work your land and you, you keep 80 or 90 percent and I take the rest? I don't know. Maybe we'll get there. Let's, let's, we'll move on. Um, and, and we'll see. I forget. I, I think there is a deal like that in place. We'll see. All right. So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for every Egyptian sold his field because the famine was severe upon them. So the land became Pharaoh's. And as for the people, he relocated them temporarily to cities from one end of Egypt's border to the other. Only the land of the priests he did not buy, for the priests had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they lived on the amount which Pharaoh gave them. So they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Look, today I have bought you and your land for Pharaoh. Now here is seed for you, and you shall plant the land. At the harvest time, when you reap the increase, you shall give one-fifth of it to Pharaoh, and four-fifths will be your own, to use for seed and for the field and food for you and those of your household and your little ones. So it's an 80-20 split. Um, basically, and I, I was remembering that, I, I have read ahead, but just to let you know, I couldn't remember exactly, so I didn't want to jump too far. But, um, so it's an 80-20 split, you know, they're going to get to keep 80%, but one-fifth of it's going to go to Pharaoh. But of course, Pharaoh owns everything, he can change that at any time. So it's not like they're <clears throat> totally free, okay? All right. And they said, you have saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my Lord, and we shall be Pharaoh's servants. And Joseph made it a law over the land of Egypt, valid to this day, which would have been the day of the time of this writing, the time of Moses, that Pharaoh should have the fifth part of the crops. Only the land of the priests did not become Pharaoh's. Now the people of Israel lived in the country of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they gained possessions and acquired property there and were fruitful and multiplied greatly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So the length of Jacob's life was 147 years. 
That's still long by today's standards. And when the time drew near for Israel to die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, please put your hand under my thigh and promise to deal loyally and faithfully with me. Please do not bury me in Egypt, but when I lie down with my fathers in death, you will carry me out of Egypt and bury me in the in their burial place at Hebron in the in the cave of Machpelah. That might be Machpelah. And Joseph said, I will do as you have directed. Then he said, Swear to me that you will do it. So he swore to him. Then Israel, Jacob, bowed in worship at the head of the bed. So here, now we don't have, now notice that Jacob is preparing to die, but he's not dead. That is the end of Genesis chapter 47. Um, I do believe that this is its own cautionary type of tale. When we do not handle our business and take care of ourselves properly, we end up coming under the control of others. Because here they have sold everything they have to survive and they needed to do it at this point. Okay, I'm not putting them down for that, but they should have been more prepared ahead of time. They had to know and see that Pharaoh was gathering all this up and saving all this up for the hard times. I think just like with Noah and the flood and us with possibly some things, um, they just did not want to see what was coming or admit that there was a possibility that there would be hard times and they needed to save up. Now, even if they had saved up, would they have survived seven hard years of famine? I, you know, I don't know. I, I do want to be fair. That's a really hard time. But um, Joseph and Pharaoh did manage to stockpile up enough to help get them through. So maybe they could have. Maybe each family could have saved enough. I don't know. But it's also a cautionary tale that when you turn around and you rely on your government, your leaders, and you look to them too much instead of looking to God, um, they will take everything you have. <laughs> they will give you an 80-20 split, maybe, if they're feeling generous, and they will take everything you have. I didn't write it. I'm just saying that to me, this is a very cautionary tale. It's something you can look at. Uh, people nowadays scream for socialism, and yet I think what you see here is the end result of socialism. When you turn everything over to the government and the government owns everything, you end up being a slave to your government. It doesn't matter if it's one guy or a hundred guys or two hundred guys that are running your government. It, it, I don't see down through history. I don't see any difference. So anyway, that is Genesis chapter 47. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and take care of you and watch over you. And remember, God loves you.